Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, intelligent, very hardworking... 80s music loving <laughs> wife and co-host Michelle. Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Saturday, July 29th, 2023, and the episode will be dropping on Sunday, July 30th, 2023. And I know we say it all the time, but where has the month gone? I don't know. I don't know. We <laughs> We it just must be that we are you know such busy people. Yes, that time flies. That must be it. We are just so busy that you know we we just can't keep track of things. It just whizzes by. We're just we have fun all the time, right? That's so that's it. A, that's you it. know we do have fun all the time, right? right? So most of the time, time uh, flies when you're having fun. There we go, and that's why this year is flying by. Yeah, crazy. It's insane. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to sign up for our newsletter if you haven't already. Please sign up for the newsletter. It's just a great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. And it's all full of Michelle-ness. <laughs> so you know you're going to love it because Michelle is fantastic. Now, I don't know if that's really a selling point. But, you know, like some things such as today's topic was first told to, was first announced to the subscribers of our newsletter. That's very true because Michelle is always on the ball with that <laughs> newsletter. But you know that if you are subscribed to it. So you know what's going on. Also, we're on social media. If you want to find us there, we're at Twitter, X, X, I think, or whatever it is, you know, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah, we have some really great people there, don't we, honey? We sure do. They are great people on that Facebook group, just sharing their adventures, Disney or just in general in life, and just celebrating the positivity that is out there in the world. Right. Another outlet for positivity. Absolutely. That's what we're all about here. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Sure. Feel free to just drop us a line to say hi. We always appreciate that. Uh, and if there's any questions that you have, we're here for you. Yep. Uh, we're always happy to answer a question if you have it or if you just want to say hi. We are fine with that. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was because, look, we are the Disney show of positivity. We like to be sure and point out those positive moments from the week that was. We call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because you heard it last week. She does the best research. <laughs> You're about to hear it. She has the best lists. You hear it every single week. She has the best <laughs> tips. She also always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, you know, didn't do a lot. So I can't, I couldn't draw from that. But there was a piece of, of information that was announced this week that really 
cheered me up, made me happy because it included a place that I really enjoy going to. And that's some restaurants reopening and, and really amazing new dishes that they're offering over at Fort Wilderness Cabins and Campground. Michelle is giving a little tease to what will be in the Disney Stories of the Week, extensively in the Disney (laughs) Stories of the Week this week, because uh, that was very exciting news. So uh, very, very much looking forward to checking that out in the near future, for sure. Right. Yeah. And what about you, sweetie? My favorite thing from this week is, like you said, we didn't do a lot this week. There wasn't a lot going on, but the, the, the big news for me this week is I finally found out the official date when I'll be transferring to, to my new position within yeah. the company I'm working for. Uh, so uh, as of we're recording this, uh, this two weeks from today will be my final date in the position I currently am. And then the next Monday... Uh, should be the day that I'm starting my new position. And yeah. I'm very much looking forward to the new schedule, <laughs> waking up at a semi-normal time again, and right. uh, just everything that's involved with that. Yeah, I have weekends off and things yeah. like that more consistently. and stuff. So. All sorts of fun stuff yeah. like that. So. Uh, we did also get a My Favorite Thing mm-hmm. from this week from one of our listeners, uh, right from the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Right. This is from Scott in Minnesota. He said, my favorite thing this week, it's time for the 3M Open here in the Twin Cities. I'll be volunteering again. If you see a guy out there with a fantastic mustache, it is a fantastic it mustache. It is. It's mm-hmm. stellar. Yes. Yep. That's me. Say hi. And with the heat indexes forecasted to be up around 100 degrees, I shall heed the advice of Tom and hydrate. Yes, that is good advice. Even when it's not 100 degrees out, but definitely when it's hot like that. I I think this is something that Scott does kind of annually. It's the, the, uh, and by the way, by the time you're hearing this, this, this tournament is probably already over, but um, yeah, I think he gets out there and he volunteers and he, what he does is he carries the, like the score, he gets with a group of pros mm-hmm. and kind of carries the scores around. So he's just going from hole to hole. Yeah. Uh, people who know how they're, where they are score wise. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, like you said, we're just really glad he took the time to share that with the group. We're all happy that he's doing that and, and hoping he's have or he, like you said, depending on where somebody's listening to this that he had an awesome time. Right. Yeah. And I I know he loves it. He loves his golf. um, And I think he looks forward to this every year. So um, that's very exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah, for sure. Now on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including Michelle already mentioned a little (laughs) bit. Disney must have heard us talking about it with Justin Monreal a couple of weeks ago because they just released details about the reimagined trails and wrist restaurant at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. We'll tell you all about that at length coming up soon. Speaking of changes at Disney dining locations, there are a few big ones coming to some Disneyland restaurants. We'll tell you all about that as well. And speaking of the happiest place on earth, if you're a fan of not so scary Disneyland fun and Disney guided tours, we have some good news for you, but that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very eighties main (laughs) topic of the week. Well, I really hope you like this because I think this is a... Because it's wackadoodle. It is wackadoodle, <laughs> but I think it's fun wackadoodle. It's a fun wackadoodle topic that I think has a lot of room for people to 
expand on and, you know, really kind of think about things. I know I've thought about many of these songs and how they would fit within the Disney umbrella. (laughs) I don't know by what you thought, honey. Um, I don't know that I ever thought of it in that regards. I mean, other than like what we've seen on Guardians of the Galaxy Mm -hmm. or Muppets, things like that, where they've taken some songs and kind of put it in there. Um, So when I was approaching this one, I don't know that anything was organic for me, but that I definitely found things that would, I think, work. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? Apparently, we looked at this <laughs> this topic very differently. Um, I found it fun uh, to think about. Okay, there's a, some of these songs, these '80s songs that I love, and that's what we're doing. By the way, we're doing '80s hits that we wish were Disney songs. Right. I'm. I looked at these songs that I love, and like, okay, how could I possibly fit that somewhere within the Disney world? Could I tie it to a character? Could I tie it to a film? Could I tie it to an attraction? Could I tie it to a nighttime spectacular? Right. Something along those lines. And I had a lot of fun just kind of thinking about it. You know, mostly like I said, picking out some of my favorites, and I've got a lot of songs that I love from the eighties. It's my, right. it's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of, I enjoyed it. I guess it didn't quite resonate as much with you, but. Uh, well, not that it wasn't fun. I think that, like I said, it wasn't as organic. Okay. So I, and I think partly too, because some of my favorite songs I don't think would be appropriate for Disney. You're yeah. so dirty with your music you listen to. <laughs> You should hear it. It's just filthy stuff. Yes, right. But not that it couldn't be. But, you know, like I, I tried to, even with the ones that I ended up selecting, making sure there weren't lyrics that could be misinterpreted. Right, and so I think that's where I had the, that it wasn't as, oh, this automatically. Right. There's a lot of songs that I love that I thought, oh, that'd be cool to be in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But then there'd be this one line or, you know, phrase or whatever and like eh. I also looked at it as like you know pieces it could be snippets and different things too it doesn't have to be oh, the whole song sure it can be a portion of it that you can meld to how you want it to be right within the attraction sure. within the nighttime spectacular within the film or whatever sure. or you can adjust the lyrics slightly and and make it fit maybe a little bit better mm. or whatever yeah so, that i guess if i had thought of it in that regards i was very much more i guess rigid which is weird for that i'm the one that's like <laughs> out here looking all around trying to find things and you're the rigid one usually it's just completely the opposite between the two of us so i know and i think my approach too was different so i ended up you know, well, I started with songs, you know, like what songs did I like and everything and try to figure out who does this, which character Mm -hmm. would I think of when I hear this song and where would I then think could fit in. Right. I gotcha. So I think we came probably close. Right. You know, there was just a a little bit of difference. That's cool. Not that it wasn't fun. It uh, was just different. Yeah, I never took it as that. I'm just saying that I I think I wrapped myself more in it maybe because it was my idea. (laughs) Maybe that's why Um, than than maybe you did. But uh, we'll see. I think you'll have some fun with it. I'm going to have some fun with it. And I hope that you out there have some fun with it too because I think it's fun. It's a fun thing to think about, you know, listening to these songs or thinking of the songs that you love. And then we're doing the 80s right now. I'm hoping to expand this 
into the 90s, the 2000s, right. the 70s, whatever, a bunch of different decades and picking out those songs that are, will be kind of fun. So we're hoping. And then, you know, I, I just think, it's, again, I think it's a fun thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think part of my challenge, too, were some of the songs that I thought about. And I still have some that that showed up in other films. And I think I tried to look at that, too, and say, OK, if if something's a huge song in another film already, right. then do we not? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you know, even I'm sure some of my songs were within other films. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing for a song to be in another film. Right. It's another thing for it to be like the centerpiece of a film. Right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. we don't want to use that as right. well, but yeah. we'll see. But, but this is going to be fun. Anyway, I'm, even though Michelle says she's rigid on her list, you know, she has the best <laughs> list. I don't know. And it'll probably that. be a lot less rigid than mine when it comes down to it. Let's so let's see. go ahead and get right to it. And I hope you play along and I hope you think about some of these songs and some of your own songs that you think might fit into this genre of 80 songs. We wish we were Disney tunes. <laughs> let's go ahead and get to it. Michelle, we're going to do our top five, which could be five. It could be six. It could be 12. You never know, especially with Michelle. Hmm. We'll see. Michelle, what is your number five favorite 80 song you wished was a Disney tune? Um, I guess I would say my number five would be Heaven is a Place on Earth. fit in with the story of Hercules Mm -hmm. with, you know, Herc and Meg and, you know, I mean, Herc gave up the opportunity to be a god, uh, but did find his true happiness here on earth with Meg, you know, and even from her perspective, um, there's lyric in the lyrics, like one of them is like, in this world, we're just beginning to understand the miracle of living. Baby, I was afraid before but I'm not afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, from both of their perspective, this song kind of resonated with that storyline. So, you know, maybe it be a part of the film, like with the end credits right. or something where they do a pop song or something right. like that. Yeah. First of all, great song by Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. Former Go-Go's lead singer. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was one, I think it was her first big hit when she went out and uh, went solo. Oh. Uh, but it's a really great song. Um, and I had it on my list at one point, I actually for a long time, and I pushed it off at the end Ooh. and exactly tied into your exact thinking there. I was going oh, wow. to go with Hercules. And really? The, the, the kind of the finale there where he passes up I'm becoming a god to mm-hmm. stay with Meg. Yeah. Heaven is a place on earth. It fits completely within that. And yeah. I, I, so I oh, completely agree with that you. We're on, on that, that same wavelength See? there. So wow. Not so far off <laughs> after all. So far. So it's a, a fairly decent start then. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I knew you would do well. Again, Michelle's <laughs> list is always the best. I list. don't know. I think it might get a little wacky, especially with the next one. But. <laughs> well, Michelle's list is always the wackiest <laughs> list too. That is true. <laughs> okay. So then I guess we're at your number five. My number five, I'm actually going to tie into an attraction, an Ooh. Epcot attraction. Ooh, okay. 
that already has a really great song within it that mm-hmm. we love. Um, but I feel like this kind of plays into it as well. I'm talking about journey into imagination. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the themes that go into the journey of imagination. A song that, by Journey? That it, <laughs> this song from Human League uh. also fits in. Keep feeling fascination, passion burning, love so strong. Keep feeling fascination, looking, learning, moving on. Keep feeling fascination, passion burning. Obviously, you know, journey into imagination. It's mm-hmm. all about imagination right. and exploring imagination. But also you can tie into that the fascination with oh, imagination yeah. or right. keep feeling that fascination as you go through life to explore things. Sure. You know, I I feel like it, it completely ties in in a way that would be excellent within that attraction. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Actually, several other things. I could see it being somewhat tied in with Tomorrowland, especially when Tomorrowland had that theme of tomorrow, not really the future, but looking, learning, right. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Fascination. Uh, That's kind of why I tied into my, my attraction here. I wanted an attraction one. I kind of felt like that one fit very well. Yeah. I see that. Very good. Bravo. So that's my number five. Back to the real list, the real wacky list. (laughs) Let's get to Michelle's number four eighties song that we wish was a Disney tune. Uh, I'm going to say warrior by scandal. several different um whether you talk about attractions or even movies like one my initial thought was a little bit with the newer films turning red where she becomes a warrior and you know some of what she's dealing with in that but um one thing i thought a that's all 90 songs which i'm looking forward to doing this with 90 songs by the way but anyhow um, maybe next <laughs> but and so i didn't want to mix an 80 song with a 90s themed film so i thought the other one that this reminded me a lot of was uh in with muppets is miss piggy mm-hmm. and um I was also doing some research, you know, on some of these songs too, to make sure I was getting the right impression of the songs. 
know? Um, and so I did see uh, from one of the co-writers of the song, Holly Knight, that she was commenting about it on her thoughts when she was writing the song. And she said, rather than a love song or a fighting song, it was more empowerment. I never realized before I wrote that song how much the warrior spirit inside of me and it means a lot to me, which I am writing about in my memoirs, to stand up to the things that you believe in and to follow through believing in those dreams can come true. Basically not taking, we'll say crap, that's not the word she used, <laughs> from people, but still having some class. And I think that's Miss Piggy. You know, she is a warrior. She has a soft side and once in a while it does sneak through and things like that. Um, and in, even within her relationship with Kermit and... Sure. I thought that kind of fit uh, in with Miss I like it. And it was another song that was on my list for a long time and then got pushed off at the end. Um, But I had it tied into a couple different people. And it's more, obviously, it's not, shouldn't surprise you. I'm more straight laced. Michelle's more out there (laughs) with her choices. Mine, you know, at first I initially thought of Mulan. Uh, with oh, that yeah, song. And right. then I was going to change it to Raya because I kind of thought oh, the yeah. heartache, driven by the heartache part of it, oh, sure. might be something more in Raya's realm, you know, with losing so many of the people she loved, right. her father being frozen and everything. Right. Or not yeah. frozen, but, you know, turned to stone, right. essentially. Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt like that fit her. Right. So that's where I kind of was going with it. But again, it was, it's in my honorable mentions, but it got pushed off of my main list at the end. But I'm again in lockstep with you in any regard. Cool. All right. So that means we must be at your number four. My number four goes to a song that I think will fit perfectly within a nighttime spectacular. I mean, I think that you were to put this into any nighttime spectacular. I mean, I know obviously we want to hear our Disney songs, right? We're in a nighttime spectacular. But this song, done by Van Halen, I think would fit right in as well. So baby, dry your eyes, save all tears you cry. All us wild dreams are made of. Oh baby, we belong in a world that must be strong. All us wild dreams are made idea um, and that's what love is made of right. fits perfectly within the heart and sentiment that you get from a Disney nighttime spectacular that's true that's true and, it, and the sound of it is yeah. very much and it moves right. it goes I mean I, I, I know there's a lot of people that aren't as in love with this version of Van Halen as the David Lee Roth version of Van Halen I love both versions I almost think that they, they sound to me like almost completely different bands. And I love them both for different reasons. Um, The Van 
Hagar, uh, Sammy Hagar version of Van Halen um, is a is a little bit more polished, mm-hmm. and I just kind of like that sound, and I think it kind of fits with Disney, and I just I just think that that song, which is I think one of their first singles that they released oh, really? when they got when when Sammy Hagar came in, um, was is just a perfect song that you could just picture it if you just close your eyes, you can picture the right. fireworks over yeah. the castle. Yeah, once uh, you said nighttime to, spectacular yeah. and hearing that, definitely could see that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and people listening and hearing how much you know about the '80s, they probably should already have figured out that you are the best person to have on your team for a Disney Cruise '80s <laughs> trivia. I like my '80s songs, I can't help myself. I do. I do like my '80s songs. That's great. It's so that's great. my number four. 80s hit that I wish was a Disney song. Let's get back to the real list, though. Let's <laughs> yeah. get to Michelle's number three song. Okay, my number three uh, would be one that I would think would, again, going back to film, uh, or maybe I had another option for this, but it's You Can't Hurry Love by Phil Collins. Now love, love, it don't come easy. The song was done previously mm-hmm. with, I believe it was Diana Ross. The Supremes. Right? The Supremes, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting how Phil Collins does it. it. Again, I don't know if the word is polished or softer or whatever. But what this really kind of reminded me, the sound wasn't associated with the story well, but the, the song's um, sentiments, and that is of Beast from Beauty and mm-hmm. the Beast. You know, that he he's longing to be in love and realizing, especially with what he his obstacles are that he feels he has, that it's going to take longer. It's going to take a lot more patience and that give and take. Um, so that's why I thought it kind of fit in with that storyline. Mm-hmm. thought maybe it could even be like the pre-show song at the parks at the Hollywood studios when you're waiting for the performances to start and the audiences still coming in and everything. That could be a song that kind of goes along with the storyline. Yeah. Plus Phil Collins, you know, yeah. has a long history with Disney. That so true. Kind of makes sense in right. many regard. Um, yeah. I, yeah I, I like it. I like oh, it. I think okay. it's a great choice. It's a great Thank song. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic remake of a great Supreme song. Yeah. Diana Ross and the Supremes for sure. So great choice. Well, thank you, sweetie. And now we're at your number three. Well, my number three, I actually have a 3A and a 3B. And they're tied (laughs) in to a certain film franchise because as we all know, (laughs) hashtag real men love Frozen and the songs in Frozen are spectacular. But what if (laughs) we could throw a classic hit or two in to there? And I found... 
a couple of places and I wanted to separate them, but I couldn't because I felt like they're, well, I mean, they're completely different concepts, okay. but I just felt like they fit within the film in different ways that I think was kind of fun and interesting. And I'm going to start off something that I could, I could picture like as there may be, you know, Anna's here and Kristoff's over here and Elsa's over here. And I could see them singing. It can go from one character to another singing different lines within it mm. because you know, in the original Frozen film, it was kind of a cruel summer. singing it's a cruel summer yeah i just feel like it'd be a kind of a fun little medley to play within <laughs> different voices at different parts right. within or around the mountain or yeah. whatever I just yeah i guess i could fun. i could definitely see that concept kind of fits. so that was of course <laughs> bananarama doing cruel summer and my second my 3b comes from i think would be a great song for anna to sing to hans Off. You give love a bad name. Or maybe on it, Elsa telling their father off. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in that. This, seriously, I just got involved. I, I just the concept to me. And plus, I, I love Bon Jovi. I had to get Bon Jovi right, in the 80s right. song thing somewhere. Yeah. And I thought that that kind of fit. No, that's true. That is a good one. <laughs> and I love Bon Jovi too. I was, I actually don't think I have a Bon Jovi, and I was hoping, but. Again, I think I got tied up. But, oh, yeah, I wanted. I'm but, sure I could figure out if I if I thought about it longer. Living on a prayer could be somewhere. But, yeah, I know. Because but, I really want to get living on a prayer. Yeah, in there, but, I did too. Uh, at some point, <laughs> if you know a place where living on a prayer would fit, uh, let us know. <laughs> right, uh, right. Because I want to play it. Well, let us know. Uh, so that was my number three A and three B in cool. Hyperion Adventures podcast uh, fashion. <laughs> nice. Get those in Good there. Good that one of us did that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the real list, Ooh. Lo. Let's go back to, for Michelle's number two. 
favorite 80s hit she wishes was a Disney song. All right. Well, this one, um, well, one I like the song a lot too, but, but um, I, I selected this one because it's, it's something that reminded me of uh, Simba and Nala and how we could incorporate it there. So it's Heaven by Brian Adams. I've been waiting for so Because even throughout in that song, there's also more lyrics talking about, you know, thinking of our younger years, there were only you and me, we're young, wild and free kind of thing. And, and I, you know, that and like what he's saying later on that, you know, you're all that I need through the good times and the bad and that that's what they had been experiencing through their life together. And now they were, you know, going to go on together and mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of very much reminiscent of, uh, of Simba and Nala's relationship. I like it. And mm. the great white North coming in strong <laughs> with Canada's favorite son, Brian <laughs> Adams there uh, with a great song. One of his, he has so many great songs. There's yes. some others I could, I could put in oh, somewhere in sure. this too. Uh, but that's a great one. That's a great yeah. choice for sure. All right. I love it. Thank I you. I love it. Good Thank choice. You. Good choice. Okay, so we're, I think we're at your number two. My number two. I think of, I, actually, we needed something to go into Marvel. Now, I know Marvel has a lot of music into the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and everything else. But this is a song that I really love. I know Michelle actually really loves this song. And I think that it's really a heartfelt song that would fit a classic romance that spanned many, many, many decades. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me Time after time If you fall, I will catch you, I'll be waiting Time after time If you're lost, you can look and you will find me Time after time If you fall, I will catch you, I'll be Time after time Time after time Time after time 
that is the great Cindy Lauper with arguably her best song in time after time. I mean, she has a lot of great hits, but uh, I think that's probably our favorite from yeah. her. Um, and, and she actually had a song in Epcot no, for a while. I did not know that. Yeah. When um, over at Journey to Imagination and they had a Kodak theme. Oh, okay. Um, and it was, I'm trying to think of the name of it now. It has to do with pictures and mm. colors and things yeah. like that. So she already has some Disney ties. She's already has yeah. Disney ties, yes. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to That's okay. I, I like the fun fact. <laughs> Michelle's fun facts, always the best fun facts. Um, I, so I thought well, how this could tie in was with Captain America, Steve Roger, and Agent Peggy Carter's kind of romance. Oh, they, you know, right. time after time, That's they true. kept running into each other time after time, so much so, and spoiler alert for <laughs> an interesting game, Steve actually ends up going back, back in, in time, time to reunite and right. be with Peggy, right. you know, and live out his life with her. Yeah. And um, I think that that's very touching. And I think it's, it's encompassed uh, within that song. Right. That, that yeah. they will always be there for one another time after time. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, that, that's an amazing tie in. Thanks. Good job. So that's my number two. But let's get back <laughs> to the real list and the number one on the real list, mm. Michelle's list, Michelle's number one 80s hit that she wishes was a Disney song. Well, my number one would be a song by Billy Joel that screams a particular character that I think you all just hearing it would probably think of as well. And that would be Uptown Girl. going really because hmm. i had this on my list at one point it's not on it anymore oh. but it was on my list at one point interesting yeah i could just see i could either see it in you know some type of an attraction or even you know the the newer mickey mouse shorts that it could be something you know a, a scene between mickey mm-hmm. and minnie and you know, he's getting ready to take her out on a date or wants to take her out on a date. Almost like the actual video yeah. from the 80s of this song that I could just see plugging in Mickey and Minnie into those. Perfect. It definitely fits. And I, I do think that's a good call. I was going to go in a different direction with it, though. I yeah. thought it fit perfectly with Lady and the Tramp. 
Oh, um, sure. Because I yeah. think it totally makes sense right. that Tramp would be singing this about Lady. Oh. She's the uptown girl. That's true. To his Tramp, obviously. That, yeah. Garage worker, <laughs> if you're going to do what Billy Joel was in the, the video. Right. Um, but So that's where I went with oh, it. It was in my honorable mentions, and it was on my list for a while, but it didn't quite make it. Oh. But and, and I like your version of it, too, with oh. Minnie Mouse, because she definitely is an uptown girl. Right. There's no right? question yeah. about that. So. <laughs> I like that. I like oh, that. thank you. So now I'm anxious to hear your number one. Well, my number one is going to be another song that I think fits perfectly into a nighttime spectacular. Ooh. It's the 80s. There's no way we weren't going to have this somewhere within this list. Don't stop believing. Again, yes, Journey, obviously, right. like you didn't know that, uh, with Don't Stop Believing. Um, per- fits perfectly in a nighttime right. spectacular, and it's a lot of the themes that were in a nighttime yes. spectacular is just keep on believing, right. keep on fighting, and yeah, you know, the good things will happen. And It's a celebratory song right, right. that everyone would get into. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it was kind of on my list but I, I couldn't so I couldn't come up with characters that I really felt mm-hmm. you know tied in with that and maybe that's again where I was putting the, yeah. the limitations I cheated a little bit well I mean I, I kind of had this plan all along of that it could fit it just it needed to fit somewhere within Disney right but if you're looking at to try and tie it into a character obviously that that wasn't necessarily where I went right it, right but. and so otherwise because yeah I also thought that would be a perfect song mm-hmm. that would fit this category so i'm glad you found a way to put it in there that's awesome well thank you thank you yeah so do you have any honorable mentions by any chance well that would have been my honorable mention um like i said i think there were a couple other songs that i had toyed with i can't think of right now that (laughs) just when i was going through the lyrics saying oh this one maybe not quite fitting disney right i gotcha but uh yeah I had a couple. Um, I'm going to start with, I had um, thinking about Belle and Beast Mm -hmm. and I had uh, Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore. Maybe thinking Belle's Thoughts. Right. Um, Of course, the Ario Speedwagon song. I thought that might fit within it. Yeah. I also thought this song from actually a a 70s queen, but this is an 80s song that I thought would fit perfectly uh, for Tiana from, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. Princess and the Frog.
for that is obviously she works hard for the money. Right. You've heard it a few times there. Um, <laughs> from, from Donna Summer, who right. is just fantastic singer from mostly the 70s, but yeah. she did some great things in the 80s as well. Um, and I just could see that in a montage of Tiana, right. you, know, you know, before she gets changed to a frog, you know, right. when she's, you know, working at the restaurants yeah. and making beignets and trying to earn the money yeah, to open Tiana's place yeah. and everything. Um, I, I just, I could, I could fit that right into right. that movie and it wouldn't skip a beat. Right yeah. There. Yeah. I guess they could, if they were going to do a live action of that, film, yeah. <laughs> they could do that or uh, even in a nighttime spectacular when that came up on right. maybe like a projection or something, some things. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And, and I really desperately wanted to fit AHA in here somewhere, but I couldn't figure, I couldn't put it together where I would tie it in yet. Right. So that's why you're hearing that going in and out of this segment <laughs> because of that. And I just desperately wanted to play that song. Um, but those are our lists. Um, I love, we love to hear your list. You know, what 80 songs do you think would fit somewhere? Um, I'm sure that even if, just give us one, give us five, Give us a traditional Hyperion Adventures podcast, eight, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Share them with us and we will add them to an upcoming show. That was more fun than I even expected it. You know me. I love 80s music. Yes, I do um, know you do. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I wasn't sure. I, I thought it would be something that would come across well. I hope you all enjoyed it out there. Yeah. It was, a, it was a, I think, a departure from some of our normal music episodes. And like you said, hope people enjoyed it. Yeah. Try I'm, something and, you know... Like you said, maybe something we'll look at other decades to do similar things. With. Yeah. If you liked it, uh, we will look into, uh, you know, some of the other decades. Like I already mentioned it, you know, maybe the 90s, maybe the 70s, 2000s, whatever is. We hope to eventually kind of hit that musical wheelhouse that you <laughs> enjoy very much. And um, we'd love to hear what your recommendations are for what you think would be great songs that could be Disney songs, great right. hits from these decades. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, I want to talk a little bit about our great friend, Nate, with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan, customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your, what you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? 
he may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah, there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. Now let's go ahead and move on to our Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week and I'm going to talk a lot of food this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll start with Disney must have heard us talking about it with Justin Monorail a couple of weeks ago because they just released details about the reimagined Trails Inn restaurant at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. That it has some great barbecue. That's right. It, it already had great barbecue, but it's even better. Yeah. Than, for sure. This coming from the Disney Parks blog, they said, over at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, there are two locations, yes, two locations now, that have just reopened their doors once again to feed hungry patrons with mouth-watering delights. Trails Inn Restaurant and Crockett's Tavern have refreshing new looks and delicious bites you are definitely going to want to try. Yeah. So I, definitely. 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 Isn't that my word? <laughs> my word for sure. Yeah. The, uh, looking at the photos of how it's re been reimagined or anything, it, it looks a, that it really stuck to the original theming of, you know, Fort wilderness and still made it brighter and fresher and new light fixtures, things like that. Yep. Looks great. Um, very excited for it. Uh, they have all that great wood in there that they've always had, but it's they, they seem like they've even uh, made uh, added more of it. It's right. spruced up. It just looks great. So rustic and wonderful and just fits right into sure. Fort Wilderness Campground. So. Uh, so we'll start with Trails Inn Restaurants, which has been reimagined re to a quick service location with tasty items to fill your belly. So yes, before it was a table service restaurant, a mm -hmm. buffet style table right. service restaurant. Now it's going to be more of a quick service location, but it looks like it's going to have some really, really wonderful offerings. It sure does. I'm looking forward to trying a lot mm -hmm. of them. <laughs> they say whether you're looking for family size entrees and sides to bring back to your cabin or campsite or freshly prepared individual size entrees to feast on inside the restaurant's casual seating area, there are plenty of tasty options to choose from. The refreshed marketplace concept now includes an on-stage pizza station. That's right, on stage. Mm -hmm, so you can cool. watch them making your pizza for you. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. Where you can satisfy your appetite with a slice or, yes, an entire pie. Bring it back to your campsite, whatever you want to go. There will be two new options available. First one, really interested in, a smokehouse-style pizza topped with smokehouse smoked brisket, sausage, and pepperoni. Talk about a meat lover's pizza. Mm -hmm. I have a fascination with. That's one right yeah, there. Yeah, smoked brisket just sounds like it'd be amazing on mm -hmm. pizza. Yeah, that sounds really, really good. They also have a delicious roasted vegetable pie. And yes, classic pepperoni and cheese are still available. Our son Scott will be very happy about that. For sure. Although, to be honest with you, just put a pizza in front of him. It doesn't really matter what right. it is. He'll be pretty darn happy. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> 
In addition to these tasty offerings, the market style selections are filled with a variety of items with all the fixings to fit your fancy. At the hot grab and go section, you can pick from the proteins like pecan smoked whole chicken or brisket and a whole rack of pork ribs. And of course, no trip to Fort Wilderness is complete without fried chicken. We love Fort Wilderness fried chicken. It's a nice tradition that we have. Mm-hmm. Sides will be available by the pound, including macaroni and cheese, plant-based cowboy beans, and mashed potatoes. These aren't the only bites to be had. You can also order classics like cheeseburger, plant-based vegetable burgers, chicken nuggets, and French fries. And for some comfort food, the homestyle meals feature cornbread, coleslaw, and mashed potatoes with gravy, and your choice of a half slab of barbecued ribs or two pieces of fried chicken. We've done those meals many times. Right, yeah. And really enjoyed them. Yeah, they're great family food. Mm -hmm. You can also treat yourself to hand-scooped ice cream and specialty coffees like the Wilderness Latte with flavors of chocolate and hazelnuts. That sounds really delicious. Yep. To keep refreshed, there are also a variety of beverages and snacks on the go, like the new chicken wrap featuring a new house-made, yes, you're going to hear this right, blueberry barbecue Mm -hmm. sauce, which sounds delicious. It does. I can't wait to try that. And also returning the favorite Pioneer Berry Salad. Uh, the true star of the show is the lineup of new and returning sweets we featured in the market. A house-made bakery, which is within this market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A pastry team dusted off old favorite recipes from years past, like the banana pudding, carrot cake cupcake, blueberry bread pudding, and yes, you're going to hear this right, the legendary Strawberry Shortcake from Hoop Dee Doo Musical Review will now be available in a single serve portion. So yes, you can grab that right there within Trails and Restaurant. It's so great. I mean, it's awesome to be able to get to go to the show, but if you, you know, if that's not in your plans to attend that show, you could still enjoy that wonderful dessert. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. I like I yeah. love a good strawberry shortcake. I am looking forward to picking that up while we're out there. Also, uh, for the vegans and vegetarians out there, there's a plant-based lemon blueberry trifle, which is filled with layers of lemon curd, fresh blueberries, and whipped, quote-unquote, cream. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I definitely were looking forward to trying that one. You know, we talked about it. We may be having to go to the Food and Wine Festival many, 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 many times and right. check out all the stuff that we want to uh, taste there. We may have to get to Crockett's Tavern and to Trails End Restaurant many, many times to try all this food because we haven't even got to Crockett's Tavern yet and the list is already extensive of things I want to sample. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get to Crockett's Tavern, which is being refreshed as a lounge now with expanded seating both indoors and outside to give you a beautiful view of Bay Lake. Yes, I mean... it's a great location because it does get a lot of foot traffic, whether it's people going to the hoop-de-doo, waiting to get into that show, or just people who are at the resort and going down towards the waterside. Mm -hmm. It's a great place. Um, They didn't really have much with that lounge to entice people to participate. Yeah, it was basically just kind of a bar that was part of the restaurant before. Now they've fully it feels like they're using their space more in a more imaginative and better way right and, you know it felt like it wasn't used correctly before now it sounds like and we haven't been there yet to really check it out but from the pictures it looks like the space is being used to a better ability for it and I, i'm glad that's that's going to be good yeah I, if you think of the lounges at some of the other resorts especially like 
um, wilderness lodge. Yeah, like Geyser Point. Geyser Point or the one that's inside. Um, why can't I the think? The Territory Lounge. Territory Lounge. Thank you. And that, that also. I know my lounges. You do. And that had a refresh not too long ago too. It sounds like that, that they're making it a, a comfortable lounge area for people to hang out in. For sure. Uh, looking forward to checking that out so much. So the story went on to say its reimagined menu was designed by Disney's talented culinary team with new bites and sips paying tribute to the heritage of the resort and its inspiration from the American frontier. But don't worry, they will still be the to-go window for those looking for a libation <laughs> or a mocktail to enjoy before experiencing the hoop de doo music reviewer if you're just walking by. Right. We, we've used that to-go window. Yes. That's been there before. <laughs> we've used that to-go window to pick up a cocktail many, many times and enjoyed it every time we have. Yes, even with family and friends just visiting, not staying overnight there. Yep. It's, a, it's a great place to for go sure. in and enjoy. Mm-hmm. If you love trying different flavors, then you're in luck because they knew to the menu a trio of sliders. This features a pulled pork slider with barbecue sauce and coleslaw, a brisket slider with Carolina barbecue and pickled onions, and a buffalo chicken slider with house-made blue cheese dressing and dill pickles served with seasoned French fries. I want all of that. That sounds great. Right. That trio sounds so good. For sure. Uh, the new chicken bites are going to satisfy you and your taste buds. By You can pick your favorite sauce among buffalo, garlic, parmesan, and we already mentioned it, the blueberry barbecue sauce. Yes. Mm-hmm. These bites are also served with celery, house-made ranch, blue cheese, and seasoned French fries. Again, all over that. Yep. Yeah. And you know I love a good charcuterie board. Well... They have a brand new charcuterie board coming to the lounge with it features a selection of meats and cheeses with house-made bread and butter pickles, tomato jam, cornbread crostini, and sesame lavash. Yep, I'm on board for that as yes. well. Yes, uh, you know, again, highlighting the charcuterie boards at these lounges is so wonderful. This one sounds particularly interesting having a cornbread crostini. Yeah. It sounds yummy. Seems like it will fit right in with the theming there for sure. Can't wait to check it out. Also, there are some delicious new plant-based offerings, including the crispy cauliflower paired with tasty garlic aioli, which is a fan favorite from the Hoop-dee-doo musical review plant-based menu. It is also gluten and wheat friendly. Um, Yep. I'm on board for that as well. That sounds (laughs) fantastic. Also, be sure to try the plant-based fried green tomato sliders again on board with a southern remoulade and citrus greens served with seasoned French fries. Yep. It's amazing. (laughs) There's so much good food good food, yes. Uh, For a sweet finish, the trailblazing dessert trio is sure to please. Sounds amazing. Yes, this delightful dish features a s'more with chocolate pudding, graham cracker crumbs, and house-made marshmallow, a strawberry shortcake with strawberries and whipped cream, and a banana pudding with vanilla wafers, whipped cream, and a banana chip. Yep. It's so cute. They... I don't know for sure how they're going to serve it up. The the pictures that they had announcing the new menu were like in mini mason jars. Right. But it's, you know, so it again sticks to that theme. But those, they what, what they've done with trios in these two uh, places that are reopening need them all right and we're not done with trios i'm about to get to another one here in a second but i just want to say there are more desserts on that menu as well that all sound fantastic and i'm looking forward to trying many 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 of those desserts (laughs) for sure uh 
Speaking on to the next trio. For those looking for an adult beverage company in their meal, Crockett's Tavern has multiple options to choose from uh, with their Heritage Cocktail Program. Uh, then they're one of the trios coming up here is a moonshine yeah. cocktail flight, <laughs> which has a sampling of their favorite moonshine cocktails featuring the Gully Wumper, the Blackberry Lightning, and the Spiced Appleberry Shine. We've tried some of those moonshine cocktails through that to-go window before. Right. Yes. Looking forward to sitting down and trying uh, some of that. And if you need to take home some moonshine, they sell that at the little store there, <laughs> too. Uh, there's a long menu of other themed specialty cocktails as well as, well as beer and wine um, that all sound spectacular as well. Bottom line is we have to get there soon because this sounds like a fantastic reimagining of a space that was already fantastic. Right. And so now you can see why it was my favorite thing of the week. <laughs> yes, for sure. Very much so. It is uh, my favorite thing from a future week is getting out there and trying all Definitely, that great stuff. Definitely. Yes, for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Speaking of changes at Disney dining locations, there are a few big ones coming to some Disneyland restaurants. This is reported by Scott Gustin on Twitter, who is a great follow on Twitter. If you're looking for uh, Disney information, right. Disney news, he gets it out there. Um, he always has some great stuff. You can find him at Scott Gustin. He says, beginning September 12th at Disneyland Resort, Carnation Cafe, Riverbell Terrace, and Cafe Orleans will be introducing new food options along with wine beer, and specialty cocktails. You heard yeah. that right. And uh, of course, some also some new non-alcoholic beverages as well. Yeah, we talked about this when you, the day that it was announced, you and I were definitely looking forward to trying some of this out. Yes, we, we have out there. We have some uh, a trip planned for January and we're thinking, all right, we've got to start looking to book a reservation yeah. at some of these restaurants because some of this looks pretty darn good. And yes, I, I know that there's um, maybe some dispute on whether or not there should be more uh, adult beverages within right. the Disneyland park. Um, but uh, I'm a fan of adult beverages. I do not have a problem with it. It's not like it's everywhere in Disneyland. Right. It's just at some table service restaurants. Of course, it started back a while back when uh, Galaxy's Edge opened at Oga's Cantina right, was the first the place first, to have yeah. it. Uh, then when they reimagined or, you know, just revamped a little bit of the Blue Bayou restaurant, they added some beer and wine into that right. as well. Um, now I'm happy to see some other options uh, while we're at this. Sure. Park. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So at Riverbell Terrace, they will launch a brunch offering with six new food items for lunch and dinner, including rusted sm summer squash. And a barbecue Burt Ends pasta we were just talking a couple weeks ago about with Justin Monorail right. about how Disneyland really lacking kind of in the barbecue. Right. Well, the barbecue Burt Ends pasta. <laughs> they were listening again. You're welcome, Disney. <laughs> Along, they'll also have a wild berry mule, which is an alcoholic cocktail. And their non-alcoholic specialty drink will be a Mississippi mud pie. Nice. Yeah. Over at Cafe Orleans, they'll be bringing back the potato and sausage soup and introduce a Pim's Hurricane. Of course, definitely, definitely an alcoholic beverage. And that's Pim's, not P-Y-M. No, not, not like over at Avengers Campus. <laughs> a little bit different. Uh, also, they for the non-alcoholic fans, they, there will be a Bayou Punch. It sounds pretty yes. good, too. Over at Carnation Cafe, they'll offer a new veggie skillet and Walt's chili cheese omelet and Bloody Mary and a mimosa options with breakfast uh, for later mealtimes. There'll also be a peach pie margarita, which is alcoholic, obviously, and a non-alcoholic drink that sounds delicious as well. It's an orange cream soda. Yeah. What a great 
mix of flavors. Right. Which one of those do you think you want to hit up? If we can only pick one, which one of those three do you think you're going to go? If we could only hit, I, I think I would do Carnation Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially with the the or concept of for sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about Although, you? I don't know. That barbecue burn ends pasta sounded pretty good for me over Riverbell Terrace. That is true. It might be. I, I'm hoping we're going to get to do multiple, maybe a breakfast at Carnation Cafe, maybe a lunch or dinner at Riverbell Terrace. Right. We'll see. But that all sounds good. Uh, the updates are part of new menu items that are being added to uh, the menus across the resort this fall. So expect to hear much more mm-hmm. extensively about these menus and maybe some other uh, dining locations as well throughout Disneyland. Sure. It's awesome to know and hear about these exciting changes and focus on the food offerings of mm-hmm. the park. So yeah. this is such good news. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a, oh, a yeah. return to Disneyland in January. For yeah. Sure. Exciting. Speaking of Disneyland, if you're a fan of not so scary Disneyland fun and Disney guided tours, well, we have some good news for you. This straight from the Disneyland website They say thrill to a frightfully fun time because Disney's Happiest Haunts Tour is returning to the Disneyland Resort. That's really cool. And we did an episode, one of our first episodes actually included one of the guides that does yeah. has done the tour in the past. So this is exciting that it's coming back. Yeah. If you want to go back and please bear with us on it. But if you want to go back <laughs> to it, it was like on. our third or fourth ever episode right. where we had uh, a person who was a former Disneyland VIP host. Yes. Um, and she discussed some of the many tours that she did and Including hosted and everything. Yeah. And that was one of them. Uh, the sto- the website went on to talk about this tour saying, let your tour guide lead your intimate group through Disneyland Park adorned with eerie and delightful Halloween decorations. Here's what the Disney's Happiest Haunts guided tour includes. First and foremost, a two-hour walking tour across Disneyland Park that includes a history of Halloween and Halloween tales specific to Disney experiences. Cool. Yep. Expedited access to Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I guess there's a little spookiness to it, but okay. Yeah, I was thinking Haunted Mansion, but okay. I like it. I'm still all about it, especially Disneyland's version of Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, at least in the United States, the better version of Pirates of the Caribbean by a long stretch. Also, you can enjoy a a reserve viewing area for Halloween screams and nighttime spectacular. That's a big plus. That's good, yeah. A photo op with a hitchhiking ghost audio animatronics from the Haunted Mansion. That's cool. (laughs) Very cool. A Disney Happiest Haunts guided tour pin and a Halloween themed treat. That all sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Sounds really a unique way to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, get into that uh, not so spooky season and enjoy it and uh, really check out and have have a good time out at Disneyland. Uh, Reservations will be available beginning this week on August 3rd. You may want to jump on those if you have any interest. I don't know the pricing right now. I'm sure it's not cheap, um, but I I think it could be a lot of fun just the same if you're looking for something a little bit different to do when you're at Disneyland around that time. The tours are always really well done over at Disneyland mm-hmm. and Disney World too. For sure. So that's it for my Disney stories of the week. However, Wait. I think I've heard Michelle talk about that <laughs> she may have a Disney story of the week. And you know, this is what we're all building up to because <laughs> I don't. if think it's so. a Michelle Disney story of the week, you know, it's going to be the best Disney story of the week. I don't know about that. It's it's something that, that came out late in the week. I believe it was Friday that it came out and it's uh, from Disney Parks, a 
a tweet or whatever that is called these days. It says... <laughs> it's an X. It's an X. There's a new interactive experience coming to the Magic Kingdom. Smellifants. That's right. I said Smellifants on parade. Well, and it's going to be a family-friendly search and sniff adventure in Storybook Circus presented by Scentsy, the official home fragrance of Walt Disney World. Uh, they're going to have more details coming out about that, but it sounded a little unique and kind of cute, different. <laughs> Sounds fun. And uh, hopefully they don't smell too much like elephants. Elephant, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure that, that I'm all about scavenger hunts and right. fun things to do, you know, outside of the attractions in the park. And that seems like a, a fun little adventure that you can go on with the kids while you're well, you're waiting for, you know, the next attraction, right. maybe your lightning lane to come up, the dining reservation, whatever it is. You're just you know, looking to fill some time while you're there. That sounds like it, it could be fun. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So I already <laughs> told you, Michelle stories. I don't know. Always the best stories. It's different. Speaking of the best from Michelle, well, you know, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because... You just heard it a little bit ago. She has the best lists. You just heard it a second ago. She has the best Disney stories. You know she does the best Disney research. She always also has the best tip every single week. Let's go ahead and get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, sweetie, for that buildup. So... Our tips are really focused and geared towards you having a great time, whether it be on a Disney parks or, or Disney vacation time. And this tip is to really help you in having a great time by hopefully not getting a sunburn. And the information really that I was surprised to hear about that could help you is that sunscreen actually expires in in the sense of its its effectiveness so it's not like if you used expired it would be dangerous to your skin it just might not have the same level of protection that is listed on the tube or the can that you, that you're using so to make sure that you're getting the optimal effectiveness from your sunscreen a couple things you can do first of all is Look at the expiration date. If you already have some that you're going to be using, check that out. If you're going to be buying some, even at the store, check it out. It could be, it could possibly have already expired in the store. You never know. People make some mistakes, but you might find a certain one that has a, a longer shelf life for you than another one. The other thing to consider is how you store it. If you store it in your car where it's in the heat all the time, that again can also affect the potency, I guess, of it, of the formula. So it's best to keep it either at room temperature or, you know, even like chilled if you can, when you're going to a park or whatever. Keep it Throw in it in that ice box. <laughs> well, like we usually keep it in, in we, we carry a backpack, so we usually keep it near where we have our Chill colder waters, waters and stuff like that. But again, the main thing is just not having it for extensive times in the heat. And again, just to have the, the potency of that product work for you. Right. And, and believe me, if you're want to hear about trying to protect yourself from sunburns, Michelle is <laughs> definitely the person you want to talk to because she just looks outside and she gets sunburned. <laughs> 
<laughs> so she knows all about trying to protect herself from the sun. Trust me. Well, not quite that bad, but I do think I've surprised you several times when I've told you, hey, I really need to get in the shade. I think I'm burning just after a few minutes of being out in the direct sun. Yeah, it's a little funny because I'm, I do get sunburned, but I do have kind of darker pigmented skin. So it takes a bit longer. Right. Well, anything would be longer than how long it takes Michelle to get sunburned. She's getting sunburned right now. She's not outside. Um, you know, how long it takes her to get sunburned. Uh, so I'm always like, you know, I, 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 I try and protect her, but I also forget sometimes about how quickly right. it can happen. And it does happen quickly for Michelle. Yes, yes. So, it, and I'm not consistently good at remembering to reapply sunscreen. So that's something that I'm working on. We have lots of sunscreen and lots of aloe for the times that she right. did happen to take a glance outside and got instantly sunburned. This time of year, especially being that we are experiencing hottest days on record throughout the country, right. it's just a good way to stay it safe. Is. It's smart. It's smart. And Michelle is very smart. <laughs> and definitely listen to her when it comes to to sun protection because she knows all about it. Oh, well, thank you. So. What about your tip? My tip this week, well, I already mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show and, you know, but I think it has to be talked about again because, I mean, you've heard it in the Disney stories of the week. Like, listen to all that wonderful food that's out at the Fort Wilderness yes. Resort. And then I'm going to tell you right now, you need to go to the Fort Wilderness <laughs> Resort if you haven't been there, even if you haven't been there in a while. And I'm not just talking about this. I mean, yes, these all sound great right. over at Trails End Restaurant, Crockett's Tavern. Yes, you can go there for the Hoop-de-Doo musical mm -hmm. review, of course. But there's so much more that you can ha enjoy there uh, right within yeah. that area. Oh, yeah. It's a great location and really easy to get to, especially from Magic Kingdom. You could just take the boat if you're... Coming from another park, you can obviously take the buses or whatever. But right, yeah. or you yeah. can uh, mobile order something there, mm -hmm. and they'll let you in the gate, and you can go take a bus right over there. Look, there's so much stuff there. Yes, I, I talked about the great food. There's all sorts of cool things going on there, like right past Crockett's Tavern and Trails End and the Hoopty Doo Musical Review is the Circle R Ranch, where they keep a lot of the horses and other animals that you've seen throughout pulling some of the vehicles right. throughout the parks and maybe you've even seen on uh, the magic of disney's animal kingdom yeah. uh, as well they're right there it's a great place to take the kids and check out some of the cool animals especially as someone who loves horses yeah good free fun yeah uh there's the wonderful campfire sing-along chippendale campfire sing-along yeah the og there yeah um, you can take a carriage ride there. You can go horseback riding there. You can go canoeing there. True, yes. There is a lot of... Kayaking, yeah. Yes, kayaking. There are a lot of... Sorry, kayaking. No, that no, you can do both. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of great activities there as well. And then we've mentioned it many, many times. If you get to the holiday season, check out the various decorations because the guests that stay there during those times go all the way to yeah. decorate their campsites and it looks amazing and it's it adds to the holiday festivities all i'm saying i know it feels like it's out of the way 
you may not get there. It's not maybe as elaborate as a lot of these Disney resorts that we all love, Mm -hmm. but it is a wonderful spot. And I highly encourage you if you haven't checked it out or you haven't checked it out in a long time to go check out Fort Wilderness at some point on your next Disney vacation. Yes, it's a real gem. It is. It really, really is. And I think you may fall in love with it the way we have. Right, definitely. For sure. So that's it for this week's show. I thought that your tip was going to be something that you're more that your old fallback on. My hydrate? Yeah, hydrate. Yeah. I'll do that too. (laughs) Especially after having some of those moonshine cocktails. You better have a hydrate a little more after that. Uh, That's it for this week's show. Next week, well, you know, it's been hot out. We like occasionally when it's hot out, a cool, refreshing, creamy, tasty treat especially when we're in the parks and resorts at Disney. And there are some great spots to try out some unique ice cream Mm -hmm. while you're at these various parks, these various resorts. And we're going to explore a little bit of that next week. Yeah. Obviously people know a lot of the standard go-to places for their ice cream, creamy or milkshakes or whatever, but there are some actual really cool and unique offerings that you might not be aware of or you might not think about. Yeah, so we'll go explore those, find out some of the good stuff that Mm -hmm. you can get there for you ice cream lovers just like us. And I'm telling you, who doesn't love ice cream? I think this will be a lot of fun. You might find out of some spots that you didn't know existed and you might want to sample the next time you're out at these Disney parks or resorts. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. Hope so. As for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we're on social media. We're on Twitter, X, whatever, <laughs> at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. We're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast there. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast and want to help support it, we'd certainly appreciate, if you haven't already done so, to become a Patreon member. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate everybody who's already become a Patreon member. Tiers starting as low as $2. Um, And so if you would think about doing it, that would be wonderful too. And we can't appreciate it more. Yes. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.